presented by TikTok. What's up, Playbookers? I'm Raghu Manavalan. TikTok, Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. Here's what we're watching on Friday, March 17th. TikTok is on the clock. As Drew Harwell and Kat Zakreski write for the Washington Post, the Biden administration's push to force TikTok's Chinese-owner ByteDance to sell off one of the world's most popular apps has gained more bipartisan support than a similar Trump attempt in 2020. And the app has in recent years emerged as a major lightning rod for lawmakers unnerved by China's technological prowess and social media's effect on children and teens. But it will likely face all the same challenges that doomed President Donald Trump's bid in 2020, during which federal judges ruled the government had not provided proof that the app, which has more than 100 million U.S. users, presented enough of a national security risk to outweigh Americans' First Amendment rights to free expression. And as Sapna Maheshwari and David McCabe write for The New York Times, finding a buyer for TikTok may not be so easy. At a price of $50 billion or more, the value some analysts said TikTok could command, the social media platform would be too expensive for many companies, including competitors like Snap. The tech giants that could afford it, such as Facebook owner Meta, Google, and Microsoft, are likely to shy away for fear of getting caught in years of antitrust scrutiny in the United States. Yesterday, former Vice President Mike Pence stood by his gridiron dinner barb that Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg took what he called maternity leave after he and his husband Chastin adopted twins. A quick reminder, the Buttigieg twins were born prematurely, had health complications, and one was hospitalized for a period that included a week on a ventilator. Pence also weighed in on whether Trump should exit the presidential race if he is indicted next week. Pence said, look, it's a free country. Everybody can make their own decisions. A pair of fresh stories out this morning illustrate two emerging storylines in the early jockeying for the 2024 campaign. On the Republican side, Politico's Olivia Beavers spoke with nearly every Republican of the Florida congressional delegation to see which Florida man they plan on supporting in the 2024 GOP primary, former President Donald Trump or Governor Ron DeSantis, who has yet to officially announce a bid. The members are torn over what to do. They fear Trump's wrath, worry about retaliation against those he sees as disloyal, and fret about the long-term need to get closer to DeSantis, who is three decades younger than Trump and has a much longer runway ahead of him. Representative Neil Dunn said it best. Oh wow, you really are trying to get me into a situation here. Dunn added that while he had pretty much made up his mind on who he'd endorse, he plans to keep it secret for now because, he says, I don't need to make myself a target for a year. On the Democratic side, White House aides tell us that President Joe Biden is likely to announce a final decision on the 2024 re-election in the coming weeks. And as he gears up for a likely re-election, he appears to be shimming back to the ideological middle. It's an easy move when there's no real primary challenge. There are three issues in particular where this inching toward the center has been clearest in recent weeks, and where Biden's recent posturing has ticked off some of his most progressive supporters. On crime, Biden announced he would not stop a Republican-backed bill to override changes that the D.C. Council made that overhauled the city's criminal code, lessening maximum penalties for some offenses. 
on oil. Biden approved the ConocoPhillips massive new Willow project to drill for oil on federal land in Alaska. And on immigration, Biden is reportedly considering whether to readopt Donald Trump's policy of detaining migrant families at the southern border amid concerns that lifting Title 42 in May will lead to a rush of migrants at the border. In each of those areas, the Biden administration has taken positions that are at odds with some of the loudest and most influential voices in his coalition, and which seem to make it much harder to follow through on some of his 2020 campaign promises. Politicos Jonathan Lemire and Daniela Diaz have a story up this morning chock full of quotes from crestfallen progressives who were singing Biden's praises not that long ago. Senator Bernie Sanders had this to say, I think the devil is in the details and we will see what happens. But has he made decisions that progressives disagree with? Absolutely. We will see what comes up in the next year. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had this to say, if the president supports DC statehood, he should govern like it. Biden aides are quick to emphasize that there's no coordinated, deliberate strategy to move to the center, but it's hard to ignore what our colleagues call the emerging gulf between the president and his progressive base, as it provides a window into how Biden world views the looming presidential campaign. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will hold a bilateral meeting with Irish Taoiseach Leo Varadkar. At 5 p.m., Biden will host Varadkar for a shamrock presentation and reception at the White House, where Vice President Kamala Harris and second gentleman Doug Emhoff will also attend. At 7.30, Biden will depart the White House to head to Newcastle, Delaware. One more thing on the vice president's calendar at 8.30 a.m. The vice president and second gentleman will host Varadkar and Matthew Barrett for breakfast at the Naval Observatory. The Senate and the House are out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editors Mike DeBonis and Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. TikTok is building systems that are tailor-made to address the concerns around data security, overseen by U.S.-based teams specifically tasked with managing all access to U.S. user data and securing the TikTok platform. We're committed to protecting your personal data while still providing you with the global TikTok experience you love. To learn more, visit tiktok.com slash US security.